2: baby, mm-hmm. It is here. Upon us. The moment I'm at the has game. come. I'm here. Mahomes, <laughs> Jimmy. Come on the sidelines. It's windy. Amazing. Andy. Coach. Mitch Holtis. Len Dawson. Len's still with us? I'm not answering that question after the uh, debacle <laughs> of Rudy T the other day. <laughs> I'm not sure. I remember
3: Len Len used to be the play by or the Tom Flores with Mitch Holtis, but I don't think he might I don't know if he is anymore. Okay. I, I get my uh my my crew my local radio crew sometimes the NFL mixed up.
2: Oh really? you like, who really mix it up?
3: Well, I I don't know. I just, I don't know most of the other ones, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, good. I just said that I don't get any mixed up. I don't know anything about, I, I know, uh, you know, it's Ike Reese and, uh, and Merrill Reese. That's I know that team. Wait,
2: what? Ike, they're both their names are Reese. Well, Merrill Reese and Ike
3: Reese is the linebacker that I think is Merrill Reese's partner.
2: So they got two guys named Reese for the Eagles.
3: I, it might not be Ike Reese. Then maybe now that I'm thinking about, see, I get it mixed up. yes you're right i I feel like i feel like ike's younger it is like well i don't uh, well it's it's definitely merrill there's definitely an ike reese who
2: played linebacker for the eagles
3: remember two years ago or was it last year might have been last year i was driving home from something a wedding and you were coming from somewhere and we were both listening and i called you we were trying to figure out what time we're gonna do the podcast i was like you should listen to this Sirius XM on, like, Sunday mornings. They just kind of go rapid fire all the games, play-by-play guys. And yeah. I think you checked it, or maybe you were doing it, and then I checked it out. However it worked, it's kind of cool. You're like, I I, I hadn't heard, Mer- Mel Reese is good. I mean, he really is. I mean, I'm a little biased just because I've met him, and he's a nice guy. But he is, and you listen to him, and he's pretty legit, isn't he? Top yeah. flight NFL play-by-play guy.
2: Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't know my NFL play-by-play guys quite like I know my baseball play-by-play guys. But uh um, Well, they're
3: not as no, they're not as known, I would say, beside locally, right, maybe. And in specific, like three or four are just well known. Yeah. The the Vikings guy is pretty famous. I don't know his Paul name. Allen. But he's, yeah. The Aussie would you agree? buffed it. We're a
2: long way from that, John.
3: Would you agree that Paul oh Jared Hain?
2: Didn't Jared yeah. Hain have a little D V or something pop up? He did I think he did, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Do you know who the Cowboys guy is? Uh, That is uh, Brad, uh, uh, it's a short last name, Brad Sham.
3: You know who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy is? No. He's an old Southern guy because he does Florida State too. He's just good. I I heard him one time. I remember driving into the city on a Saturday to do do like some local TV, and I just remember listening. Florida State, this was like three or four years ago, was in a big game. And was like, God damn, this guy is this guy's awesome. And I tweeted it out, and someone was like, Oh yeah, he's the Bucks guy too. He's just he, mm-hmm. he has the southern. He just fits, you know, kind of like uh, who was Phil Savage's old partner that does Bama radio
2: and he does NASCAR. Uh, uh, Eli, don't call me Ari Gold. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know they just. I think some people just in the South have distinct voices. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R. the guy from Auburn who was really good that had the famous call. Yeah, I didn't know a ton about him. Did you see the Tom Rinaldi special on him over this fall about you know how he mm. passed away in a I, car yeah, crash I mean, and then the his guy friend took over, took over
2: yeah powerful moment I did not but uh I I did have the thought this week uh because I've seen 900 photos of the field now and it just and I I even read an article this is how you know we're at, like the end of the week I read an article the other day about the like colors you know, and like the color scheme of this game, the two teams. were I don't know if we've had a game with two teams wearing because they're kind of close. Yeah. yeah, it's like Pantone three eighteen C. I guess you you literally can't get any closer in two tones of red or any color without actually being the same color than the Niners and the Chiefs. And I didn't know the the Chiefs. You know, started in uh, were they in Dallas, Salt or? Lake City? No, they I were in Texas.
3: Yeah, they were in Texas,
2: and they wanted to be thought whichever hunt was that, would that that have been Lamar Lamar hunt? It was Lamar, yeah. Wanted to be like blue and gold, but the Houston Oilers got like picked, claimed those colors first or something weird. So then the Kansas City Texans picked red and gold, and then they moved to Kansas City, whatever year they moved to Kansas City, and their logo changed, and they got the inspiration for the interlocking KC from the 49ers interlocking SF. And they admit like it's part of the their logo history.
3: You know who could hang on a podcast if you just had dead air would be Belichick because he would know all this shit. His knowledge of just random stuff. When you're like Middlecoff, you just tweeted, the Chiefs have never been to the Super Bowl, you moron. Just because the NFL started in 1970 doesn't mean the Super Bowl didn't exist for the last four years. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just assumed. You know, you just realize you can kind of – gloss over a little history oh yeah when this team moved there you know the the lakers you know the the minnesota lakes i I, but i don't really know i couldn't tell you anything more than that Mm -hmm. you know just the team moved. but when you really know your history you're like well when they were in minnesota they had these three players or when you know kansas city when lamar founded them they were doing this and then this and the houston i heard some good stories about art modell and belichick and you just you realize there's a lot of shit I don't know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 just in life because I don't really know anything, but just sports history, like true sports history. Right. You know what well, you brought up Roberto Clemente the other day, and I've heard that 50 times. I'm like, I don't know if I was super locked in on the Roberto Clemente story. I, I you know, you're like, I just kind of went with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you no, know, that was crazy. I didn't. I'll be honest, full full disclosure, I didn't know. I did not know. And oh, you didn't know go, that Roberto
2: Clemente had died in a
3: what? plane crash. I did, but I, I didn't know it was while he was playing, while he was still an active player. It was still when he was still an active player, right?
2: Well, he had been in the league seventeen, eighteen years, but yes.
3: Yeah, I mean, it'd be the equivalent of like Tom Brady. I mean, kind of like Tom Brady died right this off season or something. You know, he hadn't retired yet. But again, I, I would have known Roberto Clemente had a bad death, but I don't think I would have just. Everywhere I've gone, I've kind of – I've just heard the word Roberto Clemente being on Radio Road. in the background, and you just kind of know what they're talking about. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, similar, you know. He's <laughs> kind of, Yeah, yeah. Kind of my Lund. Yeah. <laughs> 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 whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. That was whoa, a joke. Whoa, whoa. You know? Pros pro. Uh, pros pro. I was talking to a guy who told me that he interviewed Roberto Clemente's son a few years ago, and he asked him, like, what's it like when you meet all these people who know your dad better than you knew him? Because he was very young. And he said, you know, early in my life, I had to really think about, like, nobody ever came up to me and said anything bad about my dad. There never one person was like, you know, your dad was a jerk to me. Like, Everybody told me my dad was the most amazing person. And I started to wonder, like, is it possible my father was the greatest person ever? You know, because he's dead. No one. People only tell you how wonderful he was. Uh, I don't know how you get that answer if you're him, but, you know. It is a i hadn't considered that the challenge of getting really getting to know the whole person it's it's impossible he he was young when it happened yeah I don't know how old he yeah. was but a lot of death talk this week well yeah. you know like this podcast out on a Friday if you're listening to this before the weekend the the first laker game is Friday night seriously Oh, of course,
3: they're not going to cancel the season. They got to come back sometime. So that was their next game.
2: Yeah, they're playing Adam I, Clanton's Rockets. <laughs> I broke down. Middlecuff went I'm on not Houston. That Everybody, Middlecuff went on Houston radio on uh, Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, I'm
3: sure many. It was Wednesday. Yeah, the guy that I fought with on Twitter for so long. I, I was told if you don't, go, the justification was good. If you don't go. This is a time when you kind of fuck around, one. And two, he can then say, we tried to have him on. We yeah. tried to you know, talk face-to-face. He dodged he pushed us. pussed out. <laughs> he dodged us. He was scared of the heat. So you couldn't be scared of the heat. Didn't want the smoke. Uh, and I, I, I it, Luckily, the the Astros, they have two teams on his station, the Astros, buzz, and the Houston Rockets. So it's just a good, it's well-timed.
2: Astros brought to you by Manscaped 3.0? What was that?
3: Yeah. <laughs> That was the buzzer. That was the buzzers.
2: (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Sleep Number. Sleep Number. What do you do? You go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Nine out of ten couples prefer a different mattress firmness, some feather soft, some rock hard firm. You can adjust each side of your Sleep Number bed to your setting, so it's just right For both of you. Uh, Sleep, as we know, as John is learning in Miami, vital for healthy living. Strengthens immunity, increases the ability to focus, sharpens cognitive function, improves physical health, emotional well-being, helps you recover from an open tab with pop at the Clevelander. I mean, there are all these things that you need your sleep number for, John. You you really do,
3: guy. Uh, I, I set mine at a 10. Weren't you in the in the seventies? Yeah, like I'm at 74, nice and I, I know your That's wife would go closer to my number. She likes it softer. It, it's the great thing about being a couple in the bed. Guy is that not that I don't know that personally. Guys told me that. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify. Who cares? That uh, <laughs> there's a great part for a couple. You can switch this, uh, the sides of the bed because how many people like the bed at the same at the same firmness Nobody. softness. There's constantly... Have you ever met two people that like the same type pillow? Everyone likes a different type of pillow. So beds are no different, and sleeping is key. I love my friends' sleep number. Like you said, the NFL, I bet Roger Goodell is sleeping in a sleep number as well. Discover proven quality sleep and save 50% on the 360 limited edition smart bed now during the ultimate sleep number event, guy. Only at sleep number store or ham. That's Number dot com slash ham
2: official sleep and wellness partner of the nfl uh podcast also rogers in one right now probably i will i do think this world has changed john like i when we were kids you'd go to somebody's house there were four people there their mom would just order pizza she might ask you what you want but she's not ordering four different pizzas i feel like now maybe people out there with kids who you got to do things for kids let us know but like, it used to be just, yeah, give me four bean and cheese burritos with chicken. Now it's like little Tommy needs this and little Jimmy needs that. And mine can't be I need a gluten-free tortilla wrap. And I the Guy, when the we wheat. were grow- when we
3: were growing up and you were at a friend's house, you ate whatever they gave you, and most of the time it was fine because it was just different than your own home, so you didn't even care. You're 100%. I- I'm telling you, I have a family friend that told me he carpools sometimes to, like, a- a- high school, junior high basketball and if you go through the drive-thru with the wrong kid in the car you and you get four Oreo cookie milkshakes and you drop him off at, at Mr. Johnson's house and Mrs. Johnson's there and he walks in with that Oreo cookie shake and they're not supposed to have sugar, you get screamed at because she'll call your wife. You're not supposed to do that. So you have to start telling the kids you're not allowed to go. Then your son doesn't want that kid to ride with you because he knows he won't get Jack in the Box on the way home. Yep. It has a domino effect of fun. <laughs> no you, doubt. W- 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 when me and you were in the car, we would just eat it, and our parents would be like, "Oh, tell, uh,
2: tell, you know, the Wilsons, thank you for taking you for milkshakes." That's right. <laughs> right. And then, and then their kid, the Wilson. Next time, the Wilson boy, Travis, he gets taken a Jack in the Box next time. Guy, w- when you're under twenty, it doesn't matter
3: what you're eating. It really doesn't. Just, just eat what you want.
2: This podcast also brought to you by Simply Safe. Every night local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea. I've always wondered about this, whether the alarm is real. All the alarm company can tell them is a motion sensor went off in the house. That's it. To them, seven burglars ransacking your home and mom with two bags of groceries unable to fix the button because she hit the wrong code, same thing. Not with Simply Safe. Home security is different with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. Guy,
3: visit slash ham. Because, like you said, Simply Safe protects your homes from fires, water damage, carbon monoxide, as well. It's 24 7, 24 7 monitoring by live security professionals. Live, they're living. You can set up your, your system yourself. You've done it, I've done it. Really easy, no tools needed. Simply Safe can do it all for you. It's only fifty cents a day with no contracts. How easy is that to use? Again, visit SimplySafe.com slash ham. You'll get free shipping and sixty day risk free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to use simplysafe.com slash ham so they know that we sent you that simplysafe.com slash ham.
2: All right. Um, here we are. <laughs> We're here. God, thank God. Thank God, John. I The closer we get to this game, the more confident I get in your boy, Coach Andy Reid. Um, this is the way I look at this game as we enter the weekend. I think the Chiefs have more room for error. That is, I think, if I could simplify what I feel about this game in one sentence, the Chiefs just have, I think they have more room for error. I won't even continue talking because that's as simply as I can put it. Do you agree with that? Well, I, I asked someone today, I said, why do you think the Chiefs are favored
3: despite clearly not having the better team? So it's simple. They have the star quarterback. And so part of that is just the public. You know, just Mahomes is super famous. So you, you kind right. of set that. Because I, I think everyone agrees. Every single football mind you run into, the Niners are the better teams. And I'd say the majority, like the Dave Wansteads, bullshitted with him today for a minute. The old school coaches always believe the defense is going to win. Like they would always lean. I'd rather have the team with a better defense and a functional offense. I, I just think the game's changed a little bit where a guy like Mahomes can have a dramatic impact in the way the league is officiated. I say it all the time. The the reason wide receivers are so in vogue right now is because it's it's impossible to guard them. You you can't. Part of what made, you know, one game that keeps coming up is the Seattle-Denver game. Well, a couple things with Seattle. One, they broke rules. And they, uh, remember they, I was going to say they padded up, but that was Harbaugh. John Harbaugh would pad up during OTAs. <laughs> Can you imagine being at Harbaugh's OTAs? You look out, they fucking doing full padded praxis. It's like, John, uh, this 2014, it's pretty clear this is not allowed but Pete's was, you're not allowed to press. He didn't put pads on. What are you going to tell? Like, Richard, no pressing. And remember, all they did was press. And I would imagine if we did a little film study, hashtag film study, of the all 22 in that first half, because the game was kind of over by half, that they were just mauling guys at the line. And remember, Belichick made a career. Those early three Super Bowl teams, they just mauled everybody. It's yeah. like, okay, Marshall Falk, we're just going to tackle you. Teddy Bruski we just tackled him. Like, yeah, he didn't even have the ball. We just tackled him. You're not allowed to do that. So if you have these guys, they could sprint around. Because it always comes up in basketball. Could these guys score all these points back in the day? Well, in fairness to the old heads, they could kind of maul you, right? They could put their hands on you. They could hip check you. Like things you're – now they just blow the whistle. Same deal with football. I I don't know where you stand on this. I I, I feel it more in the NFL. You, you call college games. Like I – it doesn't feel like the de- is defensive
2: holding called a lot in college. Not like it is no. in the NFL. Would you uh, agree? No, that's a good question. I don't think it is. I feel like how many times
3: if you just an NFL game you're watching, do you feel the offensive holdings called three or four? You think it's that many? I would say a couple, a couple times. Yeah, but it, I, I guess you feel it when it's a couple times, right? Because it is automatic first down, and if they happen, if you're watching a game, and it happens on multiple third and longs. That, that's That flips games. So part of a press corner or a physical corner, you can get called as much for pass interference as you can for holding. Maybe holding happens more in the pros because they run pick routes and you kind of hold on to guys. They try to cross your face. And just the route trees are different, so you get fooled faster and you hold. I'm not saying holding doesn't happen. I just wish you'd give the DBs a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt. If you're not allowed to hold – and you're not allowed to maul. How do you stop Carl Lewis and Michael Johnson f- f- flying down the field, guy? You see, those guys are just so fast. Yeah, that, that, that's where I keep getting back to. And whenever someone asks, you know, the Niners, man, they're going to kick their ass. I'm just like, well, I
2: don't, I don't think, think they've
3: just. I don't think they've seen a team. Maybe not kick their ass, but I, I feel confident in the Niners. This this offense is a different animal. Now, I, I think the old adage is defense wins championships, and I get it, but. I, I think Mahomes isn't comparable to some of these former teams that had like the, the eighty four my or the eighty yeah eighty four Miami Dolphins or some of those mid eighties John Elway teams like they, they just weren't as talented to me as this team. Now I I'm, I'm speaking more just people would tell me they weren't as talented as the Chiefs, so I'm going to go by people <laughs> I trust. But th- this this Chiefs offense was historic last year. And they brought everyone back, and they added Hardeman, who's fast. Now, they, I guess they lost Kareem Hunt, but they lost him last year toward the playoff run. Remember? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm picking the Niners in the, this game. Do you believe in defense wins championships in the sense of that you just automatically pick the defense over the sweet
2: offense? Because I, I just um, this one feels a little unique. No, I don't. I I don't believe that because I think that's. To me, it's stupid to just apply that blindly to every game because good defenses are different. Good offenses are different. Good offenses, not all good offenses do the same thing or are good for the same reasons. And not all defenses are good for the same reasons. Like, if you told me this Niner's defense, its secondary is what its defensive line, what its pass rush is. If I told you the Niner's secondary, the way we talk about the secondary is is the way we have been talking about the defensive line like the secondary is the star of this defense would that make you feel better or worse about this game from a niners perspective i'd feel better yeah i agree i so i would if, if 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 they were the equivalent of lb i like don't LLV, think it's a great i don't yeah i just don't think it's the best matchup for them that Their best matchup are offense, teams that want to run yeah, i agree the in and, any and that like are mobile if the if the they quarterback is RPO, not mobile
3: like that just <laughs> I I agree, which is from an entertainment standpoint, that's all we can ask for. But I I think if you want the Niners to win, which most people listening do, it, it it could be difficult in the sense of it could just turn into a shootout, which the Niners are built to play in a shootout. They can score. We've seen it happen. I just think when that happens, you get a Saints game. You get, I'm trying to think, the Rams game where it's just going back and forth and you're just holding on for dear life. The Niners have been a little lucky this year, right? They've had a lot of games where it was just we are gonna beat the living piss out of you, and our fans are gonna throw a party in the stadium. Kyle's gonna be high fiving, Kittle's gonna be chest bumping, and it's gonna be sweet. And it is fun. It feels a little Warriors like, right? When they really started humming, like this is a, this is such a joke. It's so fun. This is we're not watching Alabama play Fresno State, even though a couple years ago I think they played them well. We're watching. Two of the highest, you know, we would watch the Warriors do it to the best teams. We watched the Niners do it to the Packers twice. And you say what you want about the Packers. I don't think they're anywhere close to as good as the Chiefs. They did win 14 games. The, I, the Niners' combined score was like a 40-point point different. That is not normal, guy. It's just not. And I, that, that's what else makes me a little nervous is just a team that's had so many blowouts and, and everything go relatively perfect. I guess they – I mean, not that they haven't had adversity in games and even in the season, because they have. And they, they've actually had adversity when you think about it. They've had injuries. They had Seattle game. That final game was the most insane game I think I've ever seen. But I guess part of it is the two playoff games. You just live it in recent memory, right, have been almost too easy for playoff standards. you agree with that? Like, at least the Chiefs can go – yeah, we ended up winning both games by you know twenty plus, but there were points in both games where we're like shit, our backs. The Texas game, they were down twenty four nothing. At least for a moment, the whole stadium. Patrick Mahomes can say what he wants. Had to think, is this our worst nightmare? There was no <sighs> point in any of the game where you thought that. Like, oh, Jimmy just threw a pick to Kendricks, but they were up. I think ten to seven. So it wasn't like they were down seventeen to ten. They were always up. They were always up. And, and even the moment when when Diggs scored the touchdown, you went, well, you'll just yank Akello out of the game. And that's what happened. You know, that's the Niners always have these other pitches. I'll just pull Weatherspoon put Mosley in, right? You know, just yank. He's not feeling it today. Get the pitcher out. And they bring in the other guy. And then you bring in the other guy, and it turns out, well, it's basically Hayter, uh, then Mariano, then Wetland. That's <laughs> like what the Niners do. Then all of a sudden, it's just Blunt City, and you're just, We're going to the championship game, and then, oh, we're playing the Packers. It's going to look different. It's going to look different. Halftime, it's 23 to nothing. You're like, oh, didn't look different.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: But every time they have been down in games, they always battle back. That's why I don't, like, the Niners aren't ever going
2: to get their ass kicked. You wouldn't think. I don't think, like, I, so, if the Chiefs win this game, it's about Mahomes and Andy because I don't think you separate them. The Niners, you can have it be a Kyle Shanahan game, but, but it's not a Garoppolo game, right? So if the Niners win the game, the question is this. Is it about the Niners' defense, or is it about Kyle Shanahan slash whichever part of the offense? And the, this goes back to what we discussed on the last podcast about the over-under at 54.5 while we both took the over. I have a hard time... The hardest scenario I have in seeing, if we put all the different scenario combinations together, would be the Niners' defense shuts down the Chiefs' offense. I have a hard time seeing that. So, yeah. if the 49ers win the game, then I think it's going to be... First of all, Garoppolo cannot make a mistake. This goes back to why I think I think the, the margins are just thin. You, I don't think he can have a pick. He can't have a fumble that he loses in the red zone. Whatever. Um, but... If the 49ers win this game, I think it's it's just a total Shanahan game. I think it's Shanahan looked like an absolute genius because Shanahan's going up against Andy and he's going up against Mahomes. So he's going up against the guy that can scheme crazy shit, but he's also going up against a guy that can do stuff totally out of the scheme. And there's nothing you can do about that. I don't think there's anything Robert Sala or Nick... There's just only... I just don't know... I'm not saying they can't get stops or that the Niners' defense is going to get run over. I don't think that, but... I just think the Niners' offense is going to have to. I just think I just think their margin is going to be thin. I think they just have to make play after play after play after play, and um, and so that's a Kyle game. That's a Shanahan game. And he's proven right every proven step of the way it. this year. Yeah, he so the, he has the pitches. I'm going to ride with him again, but I'm, I'm uneasy.
3: It is a trick play game too. And that's where I'm always fascinated in a Super Bowl. When do you bust out a double pass? Cause remember in the Saints game, it was twenty to seven. And you're like, Whoa, they are like a Jimmy pick, a fumble away from this being thirty five to seven fast. And then what does Kyle do? Double pass and he hits it. You're like, Whoa. Or maybe it was fourteen seven, he did that, and then or it was fourteen nothing. I can't even remember the score. Maybe the double pass was first and the jimmy D bomb was later, or vice versa but i this is a game to me the moment you just start like oh we're backs against the ropes you, you you flip the switch okay run the flea flicker or run whatever your trick play is that you think works against that defense and that's where i think with that's to me what makes this game really fun is you got multiple coaches that kind of to whip your you know what out and just show the country right but the josh mcdaniels does it all the time now part of it is Bill bust them out in playoff games just because of the magnitude of them, and I think they got extra time to prepare. I, I think Kyle and Andy just – not that Josh doesn't, but just like kind of showing how smart they are sometimes. Just And it, it naturally comes out when you're just calling plays, if you're just good at it. And that's where I think you might get like, whoa, what the hell? You know, something like that. hmm And that's where I think that we're going to get something special
2: play-wise between those two guys. Yeah. What do you think the first quarter score of this game is?
3: Well, usually in a game that you think is going to be high scoring, the first quarter sc- score is 0-0. To me, it's either 0-0 or like 17-14. to 14. <laughs> I, I don't really see – I have a hard time just seeing it be kind of, you know, it's just a 6-3 game.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I don't see that either.
3: Because I, I do think the both teams are going to come out so amped up so I think one of the two
2: down. of them scores a touchdown on their first drive, though.
3: That's why I, I would lean like 14 14.
2: I love your 0 0 idea, though, because that feels about the curveball that we deserve.
3: Yeah, just kind of sloppy, maybe some drops. Just guys are so amped. This does feel like a heavyweight fight Where is this has been one of the most boring Super Bowl weeks ever. Can we dive into that? I mean, yeah. just in the sense of. There is nothing going on in the terms of no shit talking back and forth, no controversies, no arrests. I talked to someone today that told me their first Super Bowl was 1998 in Miami. And I said, oh, who was uh, – what was that game again? And they're like, oh, it was Broncos Atlanta. I'm like, oh, that was – you're telling me that Eugene Robinson, the man of the year in South Beach, went to pick up a hooker the Wait, night I- before the game?
2: Yeah, go ahead. sorry, finish.
3: That happened. Yeah. Now, that that did happen, I think, the night before the game or maybe two nights before the game. But we just – we haven't
2: got – Well, I, there's I family like, back at the hotel.
3: Full family. Kids, wife, hotel. Guy, man of – the defending man of the year. I think he had won it the year before. Maybe he had won it that year. Either way, had to be the worst night of the guy's life. And turns out exposed him. Because to me, you don't just – yeah, just listen, man. I was super nervous, so I went looking for a hooker. It it doesn't add up. Like, yeah, are you kind of fooling some people? Like, I'm pretty confident. It was my first time, I swear. I've never got a hooker before. So you're telling me the night before the Super Bowl, anxiety got to you. You're with your wife and your three kids, and you go get a hooker? I don't believe you, man. I just do not believe you. Like, I I feel pretty good about, you know what? Everything I've read, everything that's been said over the years from his teammates— Eli Manning, good guy, right? Eli Manning, former man of the year, feels like a super high-level good guy. You get something like Eugene Robinson, you just never know. We haven't had anything like that. I mean, the, the it's just so – I can't take Frank Clark that seriously, and I, I don't know if you agree, that does not feel like a controversy. Like It's just a controversy list game, which sucks if you do what we do. I would just like a little juice. One thing said – you know, back in the day, like in, when we were growing up, it felt like there was a lot more animosity between coaches, college and pro, in all sports. You're just like, whoa, those two guys hate each other. It, it just doesn't. It's just not much of that going on yeah. anymore, especially with these two guys. Like, oh yeah, Belichick's likes Kyle. Kyle made Lafleur, McVeigh, and Kyle are buddies. Like, who's Kyle not friends with? Like everyone just kind of thinks Kyle, Andy Reid, most universally respected guy in like sports history. Like you know, having Belichick and like one other asshole is not the worst Super Bowl ever, right? Sometimes no. that that helps. Like everyone hates this guy. Have you read one thing that's like you know, if 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 no one will say it, I will. Andy's a bad guy. Like there's just you can't even you could Google it. You wouldn't even be able to find anything.
2: No, it, it, I, in the world where you know what I like to say is, if you're looking for any opinion, you can find it on Twitter. Like I hate when people retweet something, put a shitty opinion from somebody without. Many followers through a megaphone just to smack down the bad opinion. I can't believe somebody. Yeah, every opinion you can find on Twitter, congrats on, like, you know, putting somebody on a pedestal just to kick them off it when no one shares their opinion. But that legitimately, you can't find that opinion even on the internet, even on Twitter. Um, you're right. Frank Clark, I mean, he's. I'm going to be mic'd up. I'll save my talking for the game. No, again, nobody cares. Jimmy, I mean, uh, I, nothing Mahomes lovable Kittle and Kelsey I mean we didn't no one really even tried to make that a thing well because I think
3: Kittle's Kittle called him like the best
2: tight end in the league right I, but I kind mean like friendly but there's not even any like uh I, I don't know I haven't even felt the build up on that just head-to-head competition because there's well, no, no head-to-head well Kittle's not really a
3: shit talker but do I don't even mean the
2: shit talking. I just mean Who's what, the best? You, let's What'd debate you say? it for three it's like, hours.
3: Wow, one guy's a first team All Pro, one yeah. guy's a second team All Pro. Kel's like, "Yeah, I won it last year. I just want to win the Super Bowl." Yeah, it's just I just want to win the Super Bowl. We're hoping we win the Super Bowl. They got a good team. It's just Maybe, it is very boring, guy. It's been yeah. a boring well, week you, of of sensational headlines.
2: If you took somebody who didn't know anything about the Super Bowl and just dropped them in here, they they wouldn't understand why you wait a week to an extra week to play this game. They'd be like, "For what? What's all the buildup?" You telling me Radio Row's not not that hot on the block this year? No, it's just. But I mean, we kinda... thought that when we we've been telling people since we did it, it's nothing special.
3: Yeah, it's a little overrated. But if you're a fan, it is cool to
2: Unless go. Unless you're to hanging out in all the Cowherd uh, VIP room,
3: all the famous players are around. That is the one cool thing. Like for the fans staying there, just a lot of players are walking around. Ocho Cinco, Victor Cruz, I just those are just countless players. I, I I do think the coaches in the NFL play a huge role. Of stars, right? They are very famous. And Belichick being in the Super Bowl all the time, everyone has an opinion on him. Guy, if I hear one more person ask Kyle Shanahan about 28-3, to 3, I'm going to fucking throw my mic against this wall. But I wouldn't because then I have to pay incidentals. <laughs> but I'll throw it against the ground or the bed. It's just, I, 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 what else can you ask him? They, they lost 28-3. to 3. We know it. We saw it. It happened. He's talked about it 10 million times. For three years, it's over and done with. Nothing you can do. There's no going back and changing it. They're, the Falcons are never going to win the Super Bowl. I Actually, saw Arthur Blank walking around today. Uh, Wearing a suit, uh, pocket square. Yeah, look, look, look good, look good. It's just twenty-eight to three. We get it. And that's Kyle always says, yeah, it's just a couple plays. Like you didn't need to uh, look in the mirror and change your whole philosophy. No, we were up twenty-eight three on Bill Belichick in the third quarter. Like okay? I, just a couple other plays, we're good. Like what? I just nothing else you can say about it. Like it's kind of a cool story. I it, back then, once he started rehabbing, and it was clear he was an elite coach. I, I just that would be one thing if they do win that story. Does that just die? I, that's one story I can't take. But the problem is either Andy can't win the big one or Kyle twenty-eight to three blew another one. One of those is not going to die. I'm just no, tired of these stories because I, I, I feel game. like these stories are kind of holding on. That's a great part about the Patriots. There's always a new curveball with them. Always. They were they were the gift that kept on giving because it was always just God damn, this is crazy, <laughs> you know. And they don't even say shit. That's the thing with them. They don't their players don't say a word. Yet there's always just an overlying thing where everyone has an opinion, a lot of hate. And when there's a lot of hate, that's a good thing. Is there a lot of hate in the Super Bowl? Like,
2: no, who really, John. Like, I, I don't even know who, who the fans can hate. Well, who hates the Chiefs? The Raiders. I mean, they're, Oh, 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 I know what you're about to say. Who hates the Niners? There's one man who hates both the chiefs and the Niners for a long time. Who's that? Well, I guess he doesn't hate the Niners anymore. Mark Davis. Greg Papa. Yeah. I mean, I... he was on the three and out podcast. Did you address this touchy subject with him?
3: Well, what happened was, as I was walking, I'm like, I need to do a podcast. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I had nothing. And then I see him. I'm like, maybe I get 15 minutes. So we just started talking and we went for 40 minutes. I'm like, I just did my not last sh- fucking Not podcast. shocking, yeah. I did five-minute intro, Greg Papa, and that was it. i a like, God. That's I have straight nothing. Radio Row oh, stuff right there. There's nothing to say. I just, I don't have any takes. And even he, he had a good line. He's like, he's like, you know what? For the first time, he's like, obviously, Derek would always come to Raider games. And my boys liked football. He's like, my, my wife and daughters would never never wanted to be associated with the Raiders. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Greg. He's like, guess what? They love the Niners now. I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because the Niners are fun. Because the Niners are kind of like the Warriors. Now he's like, a big element is Jimmy. I'm like, yeah, well, they've had Montana. Steve Young was a good-looking guy. Like, it's part of the Niners' brand. They're just, they're hip. A lot of women like the Niners. They have a big, huge fan base. They're They're just cool. The Chiefs... A little different, I guess, for us in California, but they just—they've always just felt like just, just like a sol- like the Cleveland Indians, or just like a solid Midwest team. Just oh, the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas basketball. Just I just I watch them, you know, just part of my life as a sports fan. No, I I never had an opinion one way or the other on them. <laughs> they don't they don't generate much intense feel for me, right? Like the Cowboys, they they generate emotion. Even for, I don't even, I'm just tired of the Cowboys. Then I'll kind of like the Cowboys, but i am always have an opinion on them. I just, the Niners, part of it, and we were talking before the podcast, we just, we you and I have been talking about the Niners now since we got a radio show from Harbaugh up until this point. There's not a subject that we haven't talked about, but this year with them being good, was really fun. But for the last couple of weeks, it has been kind of boring because not much has happened inside the greatness. I wouldn't have minded like, LaFleur turned in Jimmy Garoppolo for special spikes or something. Just give me a little controversy. You know, just give me something. (laughs) We got nothing. But the one thing I hope if the Niners win the Super Bowl, I'm going to need something in the offseason. I'm going to need like, whoa! They traded Eric Armstead. And then they badmouth him to like Barrows on the way out or
0: something.
2: (laughs) Just
3: give me something. Because it can't be sunshine and rainbows the whole time. Because even Belichick, remember? It would be like they won a Super Bowl finally for the first time in, like, franchise history. And then, like, a year later, he realized, like, God, we could get better. He signs Corey Dillon, which was, like, the Kareem Hunt of the time. So right off the bat, they're like, God damn, Belichick's kind of crazy. And then they won it again. And then they had a winning streak. They just always had sweet controversies. I feel like if you told me the Niners and Chiefs are the two top teams in the league for the next five years, it would be relatively boring. Now, they'd be good football, and I like that, and I do enjoy that. But if you talk about a team every day, you do need a little juice. And that's the one thing that makes me a little nervous about Kyle. Thank God he's a really good coach and his teams are good because that's we, that does matter. I don't think he's going to ever – because they're not going to get and acquire many shitheads. That is the one thing with the Chiefs. They're just going to have a little more characters with Veech yeah. and Andy. Kyle's Kyle's not going to have many Marcus Peters on the squad. That's just not going to be their deal. Like They might have a Richard Sherman, but even Richard at this point – what is he? I mean, he's just—he's just kind of Richard Sherman, right? It's not like he when Richard was—we'd never seen it before. But now it's when he talks, everyone kind of knows what to expect. He's got a big personality. When he—and even he—how often does he? He's not dumb. He's not taking shots at opponents really or anymore. He used I to. I guess kind of he just
2: did it. He legitimately just saved it for people he hated. He doesn't hate anybody here, I guess. <laughs> but it felt like he hated a lot of people back then, right? It's true. Yeah, you
3: know. I heard uh, someone tweeted out a video of Kobe and Jordan, and it was like a mix of all the conversations over the years. And one of them, Steve Kerr, w- must have gone on first take like ten years ago with Stephen A. and Skip, and they're like, "Michael or Kobe?" And Steve's response, like, "Oh, are we really doing this, guys? Can't we? Can't they both just be great players? So I really have to argue one of them." And I, all you hear in the background, you don't see the video; you just see the. Like, it's like, a, it's like a montage with the audio in the back. Mm-hmm. And Skip's like, yes, we're really doing it. Like, Skip was ready to argue it. And I, I think Steve might have hung up. I kind of remembered it being like a, a moment for first take. But it's just like, Jimmy or Mahomes. Like, Mahomes? <laughs> Andy, like, Andy or Kyle, if we wanted to do a first take argument, we could do an Andy or Kyle legitimate argument. But other than that, it's there's not much. Like, D4 to Frank Clark. Like, yeah, Frank, you're better. You're, you're a better player. You know, that's, we, we, the whole league knows that. You're, you're better. Now, D's good, too. You know, you got traded for a first, right value. D got traded for a slate second. Ideally, probably would have been a third, but he's a good player. You know, there's not much. I feel like always with the Patriots Super Bowls, and we've had about 20 of them the last, there was always just crazy storylines, right? Did we get spoiled for like a five-year run of just madness? I mean, guy, they came to a Super Bowl one time fresh off Deflategate. It was nuts. I remember watching yeah. the Belichick press conference. Remember, Kraft got off the plane and did a press conference, kind of calling out like the league and this bullshit. It was like, God, this is nuts. This has been the opposite of like, is anything going to happen? And the answer is no. Do you know the Chiefs? I might go meet Veets tomorrow morning. are 45 minutes away. I don't what even, you, I might actually mm, not go. I only know they're, they are not even close. Like the Niners. I think are 15 minutes away in downtown Miami. Like, they could, you know, if the players wanted to. The Chiefs are a fucking long way away. A 40-minute Uber ride. Because my buddy, I asked him if he wanted to go out tonight. He's like, we're going to staff dinner. He's like, yeah, it's a 40-minute Uber ride. I'm like, well, actually, you're coming toward me. But They're deep. I wonder if they got first pick
2: because they were the home team. You think there's only two possibilities for the hotel? I would guess. Yeah, maybe there are. You think they give you like five, like which ones you want? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I mean. How would you do that? How would you just have five ready? Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, maybe you know one thing. just get a pick. One thing I've I
3: noticed, d- I've gotten I've to lunch. First night I went to dinner solo, and then I went to lunch solo today. And if you just keep your ears open – You'll just kind of hear, like, damn, this is. Because a lot, the entire league sends just different employees here. I've heard multiple team employees kind of talking about players and coaches. I was like, you're being pretty loud. How the fuck do you know who I am? Like, luckily, I think I'm people not a like scumbag. That. You think so? I think,
2: I, I think some people do, yes. They there like the people team. around them to hear what they're saying.
3: They're. Actually, you're probably dead on because I, I thought multiple times with the chick the first night, like you do realize I'm right here. I could be I almost said the owner's name, like the cousin. I don't want to screw her. But she was openly talking about how the offensive coordinator had said something off the record to a reporter, and then the reporter had tweeted it, and the head coach got mad and the court but it was just pretty famous organization guy, and I was like, Jesus. Like there's only 3 of us in this restaurant, you two and me, 2 seats away from you at the bar, and you're just openly talking. These are pretty famous people. This isn't like, you know this new startup called uh, called Ham Radio. It's got these seven people no one would know about. It's you're a, you're a multiple time Super Bowl champion organization. I know the names you're saying. If there are 10 it's crazy. You're right. She she had to want me to hear it.
2: She didn't even look my way. Not like, even I'm sitting sitting right you. Here. Just just I think people like people to know that they got some shit that they know. Like, oh, what's like, that? who is that person? What do they know? Right. Like who they people want you to think, who is that? Who I'm is powerful. Yeah. By the way, the uh, Hunt's uh, 15 million dollar Napa home is up for sale, John. So Kareem or the Lamar. Oh, sorry. 20 million. The yeah. The ownership group.
3: You think they're doing pretty well?
2: And yeah, maybe they're selling it cuz they got to get ready to pay them homes. You're saying that Clark Hunt has a 15 million dollar home in Napa, California? No, sorry, 20 million dollar. Napa Valley ranch owned by his mom, Norma. I wonder what they purchased that for. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry, the price is down. would they asked 20 in June, now they're asking 15. That's a big slash. <laughs> God yeah.
3: <laughs> Think of what that slash what it could buy for me and you. Yeah, you know, just yeah, just take five off the top.
2: The only house I need, yeah.
3: <laughs> would it buy you a nice house though? In
2: the yeah, bank? yeah, I could, I could do, I could, I could make five million work. I think.
3: But you'd have to, you'd actually have to save a little bit because if you bought like a three million dollar home, you know the property. You gotta taxes pay the taxes. Go, I know. Would not, I would, would just work. Cheap.
2: I could pay the taxes over the course of a year. I could work for the taxes.
3: So if you just paid off the home and you just work for the taxes and you'd be like, well, yeah. I'm just working for my taxes. Yeah. What do you work for? The rent? Mortgage? No, house paid off. I just work to pay property (laughs) taxes. Break even.
2: (laughs) Uh, And the
3: water, water Bill.
2: By the way, to your Steve Kerr story, if I could name drop this, I did ask uh, Bill Walton the other day. I said, Bill, is there such a thing as a perfect song? And he said, you know, I don't think of songs that way. I enjoy every song for what it is. And I said, yeah, but if you had to hear one song what you can only hear one song what would the song be i don't think of i don't think of any i don't like to rank things it's like you know it's it's probably a good way to just appreciate whatever it is for whatever it is did you go to dinner with bill walton yeah this was on the uh this when he was driving me back to the hotel
3: so just you called a game with bill walton that's right and then just the two of you guys went
2: to dinner that's right we went to the uh just you and bill walton story the other day i don't think you did Oh, I thought I did. Maybe you did on radio. Uh, maybe I did on radio. Yeah, that's right. So the owner met us in the parking lot of the restaurant. What? Where, where were you? Salt Lake City. Okay, so he has a special spot. He's got a spot. And then walked us through the kitchen, Godfather style. <laughs> like the kitchen. Like people are working through a little back door and to a table that was already set up. Do you realize where, when you're super famous, how you can feel more important? Yeah, I do realize it.
3: <laughs> I mean, had you ever walked through a kitchen non-your-own or your parents before no. in your life to get to uh, a get to uh, a seat? I
2: don't know. I don't think so. Not on yeah, purpose. I, it feels like that only happens in the movies, but it also happens to real famous people. It's just, but also it's like, it's just a fun, it's just a function thing. Like you don't, you can't walk through a restaurant and not get, if you're him and not get stopped for 17 photos. And I well, he he has, stopped for every, he stopped for photos of the parking lot after he stopped. Everybody that want a photo got a photo, but what'd you guys talk about? He just asked a lot of questions. Does he like you? It seemed like it. I mean, I, somebody he, told me afterwards, like, Oh, you got the dinner invite. Did he say anything so, like I think you're pretty talented or? <laughs> nah, he didn't even want to, which I really appreciate this because nine out of ten broadcasters want to like analyze the game he just did. He it was over, like he didn't even care that we had just done a game. He, it was done with. It was in the you past. Guys, you guys talk about the Warriors or anything? Uh, the Kings? No, not really. W- what
3: about the Warriors?
2: We did not talk about the Warriors. No.
3: So no, no no Luke, you guys talk
2: basketball or more just life? No, he didn't. Uh, we talked a little basketball, but it, yeah, he just wanted like, no your bio was a lot. Of, yeah, wanted a lot of bio information. He give you any life lessons on your way out? Yeah, don't rank songs.
3: I mean seriously, I mean was he no, like but a,
2: seriously, I I like don't what do you or, what do you order? What do you order? <laughs> uh, he got a lot of food. I don't remember what he ordered i got the, the secret was i didn't tell him this but last time i went to this restaurant i got violently ill so i stuck to non-meat i got a, you know bean and cheese uh, enchiladas a lot Perfect. of gu- he was very specific about the kind of i want the good chips with the guacamole the crunchy ones with the extra red spice on them not the ones you just bring to the table so so he insisted pay- on paying obviously <laughs> or maybe well, not yeah. obviously i don't know
3: would you say your experience went with him easier than you thought? Were you pretty nervous going
2: in? Uh, yeah. You know why? Because I knew that I, people watch the game the way I would watch the game, which is like, let's see if this dude can hang with Bill. You know? So. Did, he
3: fluster, did he fluster you at any moments?
2: Uh, no. No, I felt pretty good about would that. Would you say
3: he's a pro, just... like he'll let you do the calls? Yes.
2: Yes, Cause he understands it, it, why you're why everybody's there.
3: Yeah, when I whenever I'm watching him, I, people give a hard time. Like he messes with the people during the flow, but in big plays, he goes quiet.
2: Yeah, or Kinda. he just reacts the way that like if you I went back and watched Kobe's uh, final game, um, Hubie Brown was just losing his mind during that game, and it just yeah. felt right. You know, he was like, "Oh my god!" You know, like every because it was crazy. That's what everybody was doing. It was Hubie and Tariqo. I watched like the 9 minute cut up of that game. It's you asked him about you asked him about Larry Bird or the Celtics? No, he he uh he I think I was telling my mom about it and she's like, "You know, I bet he is so tired of being asked questions. He's probably been asked every question in the book." And so he uh, just he just asked questions,
3: so you he can't ask him questions.
2: But that's what I thought, but but no, I don't think it is that cuz he's like he's like really engaged. He's inquisitive. He's very inquisitive and he can't you know, like, if he's talking, then he doesn't learn anything. I'm like, what about me? I want to learn something. <laughs> so did you learn anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, give uh, us a nugget. Give but people, no, but it was nugget. just, like, his life story stuff. It wasn't necessarily, like, uh, you know, how Dr. Buss used to, you know, it wasn't Pat Riley. It wasn't that kind of thing. God damn it. If your son doesn't figure out how to use Buddy,
3: we're going to have issues. I I don't blame you. I I would have got
2: rid of Buddy, too. Uh, All right. Before we move on, John, we'll tell you this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Now or never when it comes to football. Super Bowl 54. And this is your turn. Your last turn. Your last chance to play fantasy football until next season with DraftKings. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Uh, all you do, John, it's simple. You just draft six players from Super Bowl 54, and you let it ride. Guys, stay under the salary cap
3: and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code HAM will receive a free shot at $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million. Get in on Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now and enter the promo code HAM during sign up. For a limited time, all new users will get a free shot at one million dollars with your first deposit. That's code ham. Get a free shot at one million dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings.
2: Love it. Minimum, Minimum five dollars. required. Deposit required, yep. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Podcast also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Right now you are in a I'm hotel. On it. You are in radio row. You are exposed. Exposed. No, you're not. Because you got expressvpn.com slash ham. Protects you, encrypts your data, keeps it safe from hackers. ExpressVPN 24-7. That's expressvpn.com slash ham.
3: Why know this? NBA offers league pass, Major League Baseball league pass coming out. Depending on where you are, if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all the games. So if you fire up ExpressVPN, for example, and you use it to change your location to a different country, outthink the masses, you can buy and use the league pass, and uh, and boom, no blackouts. How, how do you beat that guy? So enjoy all the games, NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever you specifically want to watch because of ExpressVPN. Like you said, I'm in a hotel right now. I got ExpressVPN kicked on because I got Haberman's information. I got all my information. People could steal our shit, guy. They could be hacking into your computer through my computer. Who knows what these hackers can do? They're talented. And that's where our friends at ExpressVPN come in. Use our special link today to get three months free at expressvpn.com ham, especially if you travel a lot. It, sign up right now for any league passes. Get a huge discount. That's expressvpn.com slash ham for three months free, one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com ham to learn more.
0: That's
2: E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash ham. All right. You know, uh, we were uh, we were laughing earlier at the uh, the guy who does like sports talk impressions, doing a pretty funny. Just the the tempo of his Colin impression was pretty funny. The cadence, it was, it was good, and it got it got us thinking about um about the club that Mahomes is in, the club that Jimmy Garoppolo could be in. I think it's better for the NFL if I were really to overanalyze maybe the results of the Super Bowl. The more star quarterbacks you have, and the more star coaches you have, the better. I just the better the more kind of stars you can pit against each other, that's good. So with that in mind, I think it's better for the NFL if the 49ers win the Super Bowl because Mahomes is already a top-tier superstar. If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, then he maintains his status as a top-tier superstar. And um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not. But if Jimmy Garoppolo wins a ring, now he is a top-tier superstar in terms of just how you can brand him and promote him. Now, you could argue long-term you want a guy to replace Brady and somebody else to have five Super Bowls, whatever. But if we just made a club, John, because that was part of the – it was like, these guys are in a club. So if we just made a club, what do you think? We call it Club Russ? Guys Russell Wilson's age and younger in the NFL? Okay. Who's in Club Russ? All right, so we're taking out Brady. We're taking out Rivers. We're taking out Breeze. Rodgers. Rodgers. Just like the future faces of the NFL – even though we argued that I don't think Russ has been the face, but whatever, he's a face. Who's in Club Russ right now? Like the different levels of Club Russ.
3: Why well, I would say that Mahomes has the legit VIP pass. He can walk right through the line. The the hottest woman in the world, Mahomes, is passing right now. Then I think you got guys that if the most be- Cindy Crawford or Interprime or whoever you think's gorgeous. That's just always my go-to. I mean, Did you see like the
2: Cindy games. Crawford, uh, Kobe Bryant video? Uh, I've seen
3: it before. That's I know what one you're talking about.
2: Yeah, from bike, like Kobe was, you know, young. Yeah, C- C-
3: Cindy's actually daughter, who I think is like 20 or 21, is an up-and-coming star as well. Uh, then I think you get a group of like three or four guys that a couple ho- babes come in, and then you let them in. They're not waiting in line. That would be Deshaun Watson, national champion, playoff guy in. Wentz right I just his talent is immense I think Dak statistically has had a really good four years been in the playoffs a couple times this year didn't quite feel like his fault I I think he's established himself as a pretty good player then it gets kind of dicey right I mean I think we could make arguments for Jimmy but he's just done it one year I would say Carr's not in that club anymore I would say Trubisky no chance Goff. Yeah, I'd say Goff had a good argument, but do you feel like he's still around now? No, I think he was in, but not anymore. Yeah, so now he's waiting in line. Uh, Jameis, no. Cam, who even knows? Uh, Danny Dimes, no chance. Cousins, no. Kyler? Uh, I think he he ends up getting in. Like, he can come kick it, but it's going to take him a minute. (laughs) Baker... It's like, bro, you go hang out somewhere else. Uh, Lamar. Oh, I forgot Lamar. Lamar would... To me, Lamar, you win the MVP. You get to go in with Deshaun and Wentz, right? After this year? Yeah. I mean, he was the number one seed. He's kicking everyone's ass. And he's such a good guy. I think people would like him. People would want Lamar in. So I think Lamar would go in with that group, Deshaun and Carson. Then I just think it's... I think Jimmy has had moments. There, There is just this question mark is... Can he back it up? I think he can, right? I'm not even talking about this game. I'm just talking about next season and have a career. But we've seen a lot. Again, we see Jared Goff, like, but he's G- Jimmy's different than Jared Goff because he can move. I, I, I think, yeah, Jimmy's right behind kind of this, the second wave group. He might lead the next wave. Like, Dak's just accomplished more. Now, if Jimmy wins the Super Bowl, he's accomplished more. When I say Dak's accomplished more, I mean... He's never been this far in the playoffs, but he's gone to the playoffs multiple times. He's been Mm -hmm. a starting quarterback for a long period of time. Like, part of Jimmy is going to be, can you be a starting quarterback on a team that goes to the playoffs three straight years? Like, Deshaun can, right? Wentz now has made the playoffs basically three years. It's not all all been him. I mean, Foles helped him. (laughs) But this year, Wentz did it. And two years ago, Wentz got him there, right? He got him the one seed, put him in the position. I think it gets complicated. I, I, I think it's hard. There's just a lot of unknown with these guys. I, I, that's what makes Mahomes so unique, right, is he so young, yet he feels just so accomplished, and it feels like it's him.
2: Do you think there's a difference from just the NFL's future in terms of having just the big-time, marketable NFL quarterback stars in, in Jimmy Garoppolo winning or in Patrick Mahomes winning? You're saying for the league? Yeah, just the big picture of the NFL. I'm and saying having that, the next wave of stars. Yeah,
3: I, I would say it'd be pretty important for Mahomes to win Cause if Mahomes, for the league. If you say Brady's got a year left, Bree's about to retire, you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So then you've got Mahomes and kind of Russell are just your two best quarterbacks in the league, yeah. and, and Rodgers. And then you got because you got Super Bowl winners. To me, there's something to that.
2: You're probably, I mean, my argument was Patrick's so big that he's not bigger Monday than if he wins the Super Bowl. And we could even argue that. But even if you were to accept that premise, I think to your point, he is bigger opening Thursday if he's a Super Bowl champ. He is bigger in two years if he's a Super Bowl champ. Like, at some point, he's going to need that. At some point, he's going to need a Super Bowl to be the guy that is ultimately propped up as heir apparent to Brady. So. Yeah. You are right over there?
3: Yeah, I just had to uh my my computer's dying, so I had oh, to unplug it. Oh, you had to plug it plug-in. in.
2: I thought you <laughs> grabbed the trash can. I'm like, he's not about to throw up, is he?
3: No, my backpack was just kind of far away, so I had to <laughs> unplug you.
2: I, so anyway, the point what the point I was making was Don't you, you think know,
3: it's important for that or not important because Mahomes is so good at it. It's not going to change viewership and like he's clearly the guy in terms of watching him, but you would agree the hype on him is—it's is, not hype anymore. It's just he's a superstar, and he, he's already kind of that. But when you have or validate it with an early championship, it changes your life. I mean, we talked a lot about Kobe. What really made Kobe a star, right, was that him and Shaq won those championships early. Now he won championships, but like the moment Steph won, and Steph and Clay won that ring. It was like they're not just all star players; yeah. they're elite legends. They're legends, and that's what it would feel like. Mahomes is a legend, and I—that's I, kind of—I mean, I as a fan of the game, I, I wish you know Mahomes would have done this last year against the Rams, and the Niners could do this this year against like the Ravens, so I wouldn't even have to be in this position. <laughs> but I do enjoy superstars being made. Right, that's yeah. what you like as a kid. That's what you like as you get older. You like watching the best guy, a champion. Because when you agree, Mahomes a championship player. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty clear. Yep. But you know, if we were doing skip base, just like I think
2: Andy Reid's a championship coach.
3: But then you know, if I was if you were skipping, I was Shannon. I'd be like, well, it's bullshit. You got to be a champion. You got to win a championship. You can't be. a am more like a dog. And how do you argue? You can't argue be a with- champion without a championship. And, and How do you, how you argue do- with that? Y- you don't.
2: Because it's true. It's just a logical argument.
3: But you'd be like... But it's like I
2: knew LeBron could win a championship before LeBron won a championship, right? I don't. Yeah, but it's it's like... So
3: you're telling me that Flacco's better than Mahomes? No. Now, you're right. It always depends, and you always say this, how it looks. I think Mahomes has so many moments. The moments gotta not be too big. That's where I think back to Jimmy. And we've been talking about this really all week and all season. He can have moments where you're like, whoa. (laughs) Looks like a lot's going on there for
2: old Jimbo, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. As a as a big fan, it's true.
3: Like I I don't ever think that about Mahomes. And and that's why Mahomes is a dramatically better player. When you watch Jimmy, you go, whoa, slow down there, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Pump the brakes. Yeah. And that's where Kyle goes, uh, another run, another run, and another run. And you just run the ball. He goes, that, you, that,
2: "You you check in the flat, please. Kittle for that, seven yards.
3: That that's where the Niners, for a young quarterback. Would Jimmy – now, you could say those first six games or five games that he started in 2017 were so awesome, but it's so much easier when you're kind of learning to play the position when you have a sweet running game and a tight end. The, guy, the tight end's close to you, and the running game you just hand off. It really makes the transition easier to play. So, Jimmy's lucky that way. Like, you could argue Patrick Mahomes, he was just thrown into the fire. Now, he has great weapons, but they got to throw deep. It's like, what are you doing, Mahomes? We're throwing go-routes throwing posts, we're throwing deep comebacks. That's what we throw. Now you could say, well, they're throwing that because he can do it. But that's what – that's. it's clear when you watch him do it, they're built to do that. So it's they had the same players with Alex. <laughs> they played differently. So I, th- I think that when your quarterback can carry you, it really does change your franchise. It makes everything – like if you put Jimmy Garoppolo on this Chiefs team or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl – no, if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Niners, would the Niners have lost a game?
2: They'd be eight and a half point favorites against whoever they're playing in the Super Bowl, maybe more.
3: What would their record be? Full, fully healthy all season, Patrick Mahomes, fifteen and one. Yeah, maybe he had one clunker because Jim they went. He got hurt, with Jimmy. You know he got hurt. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying if he was healthy all season and just playing like normal, how would they be stopped? Now I can see Kyle like stop throwing it behind your head. <laughs> you know. Stop doing the no-look passes. And Andy Price says that too, but he's like he lives with it.
2: All right, John, before we get to some headlines, let's just tell the people that this podcast is also brought to you by and this is another big one for the Super Bowl mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one at mybookie.ag when you use the promo code ham, they will match your first deposit 50% up to a thousand dollars. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions and very helpful 24 seven customer service. If you don't like football, uh, you probably haven't made it this far on the podcast, but you can also bet on the NBA and the premier league, et cetera. Um, And we appreciate you listening just for our personalities. Uh, And the other uh, part of it is if you do accept the bonus, you do have to bet that bonus, but in any event promo code ham one,
3: Waste management open as well this weekend oh. in Arizona. Well, the game is still one and a half, as it's been for two weeks. Uh, over under 50, 55 and a half. I think that went up. Was it 54 and a half yesterday? I think so. 55, it's gone up a point, guy. It
2: was. Oh, wow. So Maybe to after we release that podcast
3: uh yeah m- maybe it is so bet on the game i i kind of like the over but it seems like some some sharps are coming in on the over 55 and a half mybookie.ag, promo code ham one bet the super bowl bet whatever you want to gamble if you're not gambling you're crazy because gambling is really fr- fun uh even if you lose it's still kind of fun because you're you get you're on the edge of your seat but you're not going to lose if you take the chiefs niners I-, I don't even know <laughs> I- honestly, it- who you going a bet on I, I, I don't know. That,
0: this might be a
2: game where the props feel a little more comfortable to you than the, than the I actual would agree. game. I, I would
3: one million percent agree. Who's Kittle to score, score first the first start? touchdown. Yeah,
2: who's going to be the Super Bowl
3: MVP? I like the Honey Badger as my sleeper. If you like the Chiefs, you take Mahomes. If you like the Niners, it's a tough one. I mean, that's you could probably go three or four guys. If you like the Niners, it's going to be a difficult one to pick because it could be if I told you Fred Warner had ten tackles and a pick six. You know, there usually is every other year, like, whoa, he won the Super Bowl MVP? Remember the one year Edelman was like, God, Edelman is racking up a lot of catches. He's yeah. going to win the MVP. And then he had the game-winning catch, and he's like, he was the MVP. And you would have been like, well, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Brady's going to be the MVP. No, Edelman was the MVP. So you just, if you like the team, it's it's. We're, I think we've come to the conclusion, right? We're hard-pressed if the Chiefs win to not take Mahomes. It just that would yes. be very that'd be a huge yes. upset.
2: I John if, I I'll be like you said we've gone through it could it be honey badger etc. um I the game that they win without him being the MVP I just I that's the game they lose actually. Honestly
3: know? if you told me the Niners win I I would say that Jimmy was like 50-50 at best. Now if he won it it'd be big for the conversations maybe I don't know what you what we talk about anymore because there wouldn't be much controversy with him cuz he couldn't win the MVP without probably three or four touchdowns right right because you don't just throw one touchdown even if it's the game-winning drive near the mvp probably unless it's a super low scoring game but then if it's a super low scoring game you would imagine there'd be some sacks and maybe nick bosa had three sacks so that's i i would say the non-jimmy for the niners would be bosa i could just see warner having an incredible box score right just a ton of tackles if Sherman were to have a pick six, just given that he's Richard Sherman, and then, you know, one of the 17 running backs Kyle's used over the years. You know, you just you think it's going to be Mozart because he just had 350
0: yards. What if J- you're saying, sudden. Jeff,
2: what are the odds on Jeff Wilson Super Bowl MVP? Is he on the trip? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember the one game, like three he weeks into four the touchdowns. season? It was like, what is going on? John, I'm playing I right made, in Daily I, Fantasy. Oh, my God. I dropped Alyssa's fantasy team. I made like seven moves to get Jeff Wilson on the team. And it was too late? Absolute. Di- no, I got him. It was an absolute disaster. He didn't touch the ball for the rest of the year. Oh, you're saying you you got him
3: after all the touchdowns. After that,
2: I was like, oh, I'm going to beat everybody to this guy. Yeah, Kyle had you fooled. That's right. So, yeah. Did you see Kittle's comment the other day about fantasy? No. What you how when, when he gets a tackle on an interception, he tells Jimmy to make a field better. Hey, thanks, man. I got a tackle. <laughs> Did he end up with more tackles and touchdowns or something this year? There was some fantasy element to the whole thing, but I don't think you get any points for tackles, do you? No, you, you don't. But that's player? the point. But like he was like, I got more tack, I got more tackles than 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 uh, touchdowns. Than touchdowns. Is that true? Now that I think about it, it sounds crazy. Well, how many picks did Jamie throw? Like twelve. Kittle probably made
3: most of the tackles because there were two Kittle. Yeah, but how? How many picks One, did he throw? Two,
2: three, four, five. Yeah, he only had five touchdowns. Wow. You know he hasn't yeah. scored a touchdown in 2020? I mean, he's only played two games in 2020, but he hasn't... His last touchdown was before Christmas.
3: Well, I mean, how many of their wide receivers... Is Kendrick Bourne the only guy to score a touchdown in the playoffs? I mean, they fucking run the ball every play. All they've done is run the ball. <laughs> Mozart just had four. The previous game... Coleman had a couple. The guy they just they just run the ball. I, I mean, know, and, and it's become a negative talking point if you're on one of the argument shows. They should pass. Stop running. The like, guys is working. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like I can't do this. How do you argue?
2: They do. Uh, any headlines? What we got? Well, did you see? The Browns
3: named Andrew Berry, the Harvard guy, who did yeah. you see the picture that they tweeted out on Andrew Berry?
2: Yeah. So you don't even remember that you stole my joke. That's the most offensive part. Did you? That was your joke. I sent you the picture and said, this guy's 49, not 32.
3: When did you send that though? A while ago, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. When it happened.
3: No, no, no. You did it a long time ago because there was a picture surfacing. I thought,
2: right? I did it when when the report happened that he was going to be the next GM of the Browns,
3: like three or four days ago. Yeah, before they initially, tw- you know they they officially tweeted out like this morning or yesterday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it might have got lost in the clutter. I if I did, I didn't know. <laughs> I did. To it was a good, it was fun because if I, you no, look it's at like, it, like I, it's I the didn't first use it publicly, think about. So
2: once I don't use it publicly, it's fair game. Because all it's been. The, the the narrative on Andrew
3: Barry has been the youngest general manager in NFL history, 32 years old. And I've met him one time, and he didn't look that old. That picture is, I said, no, you right. I think <laughs> on my joke, it, it's it looks late like 40s, right? He looks. Oh old. my
2: god! Yes, maybe I. Who knows? My joke might not have even been as funny as yours, but the point is, I couldn't believe he was 32.
3: A lot of people reach tweeted at me and said, "Well, he has worked for the Browns before, so it ages you." You know. <laughs> He looks really old. He looked that picture was a terrible picture of him. If I was him, I'd ask, "Could we do a re? Could we delete that and put out a new one?" Because that's a bad shot. Made him look really, really old. Did you see that? Alonzo Highsmith, who actually used to play for the U, and now works for the Browns, or did and Elliot Wolf? Remember a couple years ago, it was like Elliot Wolf, Elliot Wolf. He's going to be a GM. He was kind of like it was like Chris Ballard, Elliot Wolf, Chris Ballard, Elliot Wolf. It's this is why coaches and me and you always hate. Like, why do you take that job? And their their agent and their fellow coaches or fellow GMs always tell you, you strike when the iron is hot. Because you can go from Elliot Wolf, dude's like turning down GM jobs, to like he takes a Browns job because Gudakins gets the job all of a sudden now. So you look if I was an owner, I'd go, Well, he was with the Packers for fifteen years and they chose Gudakins over him. Then he goes to the Browns, Dorsey he's Dorsey's guy who's got kind of a weird reputation now. Then he gets blown out. Like, is his career going the other way? Like, is all is he going to be a road
2: scout next year? John, I'd forgot. First of all, I'd forgotten he was there. I that might be the one job you don't really get any credit I, for getting fired. I can't even figure out the structure of their front office. How, what has their front office been like the last few years? What do you mean with Dorsey? Well, I just like Gudikin. I mean, he was uh, not Gudikin. What's his name? Wolf was there. Highsmith was there. Yeah, I think they were just they were just Dorsey's right hand then. Because
3: okay. remember when they did the thing where they all watched the five quarterbacks, but no one was allowed to tell anybody. So it was like they all watched Darnold, Baker, Josh, Lamar, and it's weird to even include Rosen in this group. And then they were all gonna watch them during the season, but they they closed out their ability to see other people's grades, so no one got you know kind of biased. And then they all got together to finally tell each other what they thought. And Elliot Wolf was like, "I love Baker." And Dorsey's like, oh my God, he's my guy too. And Alonzo's like, Baker's my guy too. And they all just fell in love, and then all of a sudden Baker was their guy. Remember that was like a famous kind of thing that happened? Definitely mm-hmm. with Elliot. and That Dorsey. and
2: Alonzo. Wasn't the other story Alonzo Highsmith talked to the UCLA girls volleyball coach or something about Josh Rosen? Or was that somebody else?
3: Yeah, that was Alonzo Highsmith. that talked to like Josh Rosen's ex-girlfriend no, at like car- LAX.
2: Yeah, his girlfriend, the coach – she was like on the UCLA volleyball team. So he like ran into the team. He was like, oh, why don't she ask her, she's right over there, or something like that. Did she crush him? No, I don't think it, so. Oh, she was like gave him compliments He's a I, nice guy? I, I honestly don't I didn't
3: think it was an ex-girlfriend. I thought it was a current girlfriend. That definitely happened. Ran into her in the hotel. That's a good part about drafts, is you get all these yeah. weird stories about detective work. You know, like I ran into this guy at Applebee's that was Baker Mayfield's Little League coach that told me this story that just cemented it for me? You're like, are you kidding me? But that'll be like the headline of Peter King's article in the end of April, right? Like, well, the Cincinnati Bengals blew everyone away, and they took Justin Herbert. And then whoever Peter King's article would be like, well, it turns out Mike Brown didn't do any research. He just kind of liked Herbert more. That would be the article on the Bengals. Yeah, I just think the Browns are in shambles, guy. They're just... What I don't get, I, I just I can't understand for the life of me. Why doesn't Paul D. Podesta just name himself the general manager? Because he doesn't want the heat? Cause he doesn't but he want gets the, the heat. I, I, yeah, I know. I so know.
2: Wouldn't I you, know. if you were him, just name yourself the GM? Well, John, that's what Ron Wolfe said. There's just no accountability with the analytic community. You agree <laughs> Even with that? That place has fired more people than anybody. They fire someone every year. <laughs> Do you think that's
3: a fair assessment, assessment that there's no accountability with the, with the numbers? No. Because you can't go, well, because Ron Wolf's basically saying, well, they didn't take Carson Wentz because of the numbers. Well, yeah, that might be true. But every human on the outside goes, you idiots. <laughs> well, they didn't take Deshaun Watson because of the numbers. Well, yeah, they can say, well, our numbers, it was just, we didn't know because of the numbers. Well, every human on the outside goes, well, these guys are just idiots. So they are, yeah, there's no accountability. Every single person with a, you know, a breathing mind thinks they're the village idiots. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, To me, the problem with Ron Wolf's statement is his son was just fired, so it feels a little personal, which I get. I mean, it, it is personal. But it's like, Ron, they are the laughing stock of the league. So everyone thinks they don't get any respect. It's not like, well, it's not like they're treated like the Eagles or something. You know, they just know what they're doing. They just fire a lot of people. And they're just, everyone's making fun of them constantly. And they consistently get it wrong. I, I think the bigger thing is... Is Baker Mayfield in a little trouble? You see a picture on TMZ today. No, they, they tweeted. They tweeted uh, Saquon Baker Mayfield and one other guy with their beach pods in the Caribbean, and Saquon's just jacked. You know, just you can see every fiber of muscle in his body. Some other NFL player just flexing, just got that V down by you know on your waistline that I, guys like you and me don't even can't even comprehend what that feels but, like having that's that correct. V. And then they show Baker Mayfield kind of off in the back. Google this guy. Or type in TMZ to Twitter. His body is, I mean, looks terrible. Looks awful. He should not have been standing next to those guys. Do you have it up?
2: I'm looking right now.
3: I mean, it's not just that he's pasty white. Like, Baker needs a tan. It's that he looked flabby. He did not look good. You, you cannot take a shirt-off picture next to Saquon Barkley if you're short and kind of chubby. be one thing if you're Eli, you know, in like dad bod, but you're 6'7", six, 6'5". Six, mm-hmm. It's another thing when Saquon looks taller than you. Now, Saquon's like standing on something, but Baker looks... Ugh. Mm. You have know the picture? Yeah. What do you think? Am I Am I overreacting? <laughs> well, as, a, as somebody who sucks in Clearly sucking in <laughs> But you agree for a number one overall pick That's taking a lot of shit Maybe like is the guy working that hard It's got a bad look Yeah Like it looks like he doesn't even work out Guy he's he's a professional athlete He looks terrible And he's young That's the other thing It'd be one thing Well you know he's 35 You know if if, if Breeze took off his shirt You'd be like oh, i actually think Breeze would be in good shape this, He looks terrible he looks if, – if I was Elliot – or not Elliot, Wolf's gone. If I was Andrew Barry and these guys, I, I would get on the phone with his agent. Like, hey, guys, w- we need uh, – what's he doing? That, that picture is embarrassing. Well, it, to me, it really it's – it's,
2: yeah, it's not – the bottom line, the what's he doing, is not a response necessarily. to it. It's not don't take the picture. It's like, hey, dude, are you doing everything you can do to get yourself right? It's not like it went well this year. Yeah, my 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 beef
3: is not that he shouldn't be in the Caribbean or whatever. Saquon's in the Caribbean. Do you know what Saquon does? He works. I I feel like is Baker Mayfield work? Is he a fraud worker? Because he looks awful. I'm I'm not talking about like film stuff. I'm talking about just does he go to the gym? Is his diet awful? Like, Bro, you, your your livelihood is that body, and your body looks bad. You can have a bad body to me if you're Peyton. Remember Matt Ryan used to m- remember the one, uh, yeah, the hard knocks when he was making fun of Kaepernick. Yeah, those guys are six four. Baker, you're you're five eleven. Just mix in a salad, or a protein shake, or whatever you're. Just stop drinking beer. He looks like a beer drinker, which I, I don't even. I, nothing wrong with being a beer drinker, but. When you're six foot and you had a terrible season, you know, you'd think, does he have much self-awareness?
2: Doesn't really feel like it. No, I've never felt like there was a lot there. But that's part of the, you know, I do this to shut the haters up is usually kind of those things go hand in hand typically. Kobe did that and he worked. Yeah, but Kobe, I didn't feel like did it to shut the haters up. He did it because he wanted to be the best.
3: Yeah, it was more the haters. Like, the opponents were the haters in his mind. But the, but it no. wasn't
2: even – like, I don't even think he needed the haters. He just wanted to be the best. He wanted to be the best. That's why he did it. You look at that body – And, and, the, and they, as Shaq said, wanted to be bigger than Will Smith. That's what Shaq told him. <laughs> I want to be the best, and I want to be a bigger icon than Will Smith. You can. That time, tells you when that conversation was had.
3: Well, at that time, Will Smith was pretty big. It sounds yeah. kind of funny now, but it's – if you put, if you place yourself in like '96, post Fresh Prince and Bad Boys, you're like, oh, ah, that makes some sense. <laughs> that uh, do you do you look at Baker Mayfield's body and think he, he dreams of being the best?
2: I do not know, or if least, I was giant hasn't been shown the way there, right? Like we talked about it a little bit the other day. I don't think it can be overstated. Like what Patrick Mahomes has said, we forget this guy sat a year behind Alex Smith. And he said like Alex, I don't think his lip service when he says, Alex showed me how to do it. I, I think that's real. I agree. I mean, there's obviously things that Mahomes can do that Alex can't do, but just in terms of how do you prepare? Like that's real. Like you listen to some of the guys that, um, we talking about Kobe the other day. Like I think Reggie was saying it, like Kobe would text him all the time, just asking him questions before he came into the league, just trying to figure stuff out. Like he was always just trying to figure stuff out. If, There's people that will give you examples, right? If you're a top pick, like people are dying to your age. It'll get anybody and everybody on the phone to help you out. You think if Baker wanted to be
3: really good, he couldn't develop friendships with guys like Peyton Manning, guys like Drew Brees, guys like Tom Brady. I, I, I think part of one thing with an older athlete, retired or even late, late in their career, they're appreciative of the people that help them. So, I mean, how often do you get people Ask you questions about your job Do you reach back out You mean like younger Yeah, all, yeah. Every time Because you remember When you reached out And no one reached back out to you Like if, when you reached out To an individual And never heard anything back You're like fuck that guy And when a guy did It really meant something to you You don't it meant forget a lot.
2: Him. It's more. Yeah it wasn't about The people that didn't It was about the people that did You're right You're
3: right <laughs> That's the petty hater in me It's not about those people It's about the people that did It really It really means something to you so when a guy is 20 years old, asks for advice, you realize they have no clue what to do. And sometimes I think like, well, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> I'm 35 and I would, you know, I, there's, it's more tangible when you're an athlete, just because there's not like anything tangible in most professions. You can keep making more money. There's not, there's not like an end date. You know, an athlete, it's either win or lose. It's pretty black and white. I, I just feel like Baker's kind of lost. And the, the the organization bears some blame. You know, when you have a young player, it's on
2: you to help them out a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. That's now, he where, has like, to... Freddie, giving him Freddie Kitchens is not helpful. He wanted Freddie though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't. You don't let that guy call the shots. Isn't it great when you just get a guy that just knows what they're doing? When I mean,
3: they just do it themselves, like Mahomes. <laughs> it's just like he just works hard. What do, what do you need? No,
2: I'm good. What time's but left? You look know, son of a pro. Son of a pro, and Alex Smith was basically his mentor, and Andy Reid's his coach. I mean, come on,
3: yeah, it's <laughs> pretty, yeah, it's pretty good.
2: Um, from one Baker to another, John. Congrats to Dusty Baker, Northern California, Sacramento zone, for becoming the manager Dusty... of the uh, Astros. You ever go to Dusty Baker baseball camp, Sacramento? Never, no, never did. Did you?
3: I think I went with Travis Wilson when I was in like twelve. When I was twelve wow, years two old.
2: Travis Wilson references in one podcast.
3: I sat, I sat I sat with him. Uh, was it Marcus Wilson? I was on Marcus Wilson's little league team. Marcus was play.
1: Marcus was well, good. Mar- Marcus was legit.
3: He was, you know, because when you're in sixth grade, little league is fifth and sixth graders are both in majors in Davis. But if you're a good enough fourth grader, you play in the majors. And Marcus went right to the majors and was hitting bombs. I mean, I I, I couldn't. I was terrible. I was like our worst player he was by far our best player him and Jared Kohli and uh some also old school you know, yeah old school uh Davis drops but yeah Dusty Baker one year deal what do you think about the one year deal
2: yeah i mean if you take it like he's been wanting to get back in i know he has uh so you got to take it right you do what have it goes to take really it? well i think so you want he set he wants to get back in baseball the Houston Astros are going to give you like you're not too you're like oh no i have to take a three it's like no i want I want to be a manager. Someone's telling me I can be a manager. You want to be a manager? A, you can be a manager for a year. Doesn't mean on like, a team is good. Maybe we think, well, we maybe you're the manager next year again. I don't know. Team option. Yeah, but I'm just like Joe Espada. The the next guy up ends up all the, as the bench coach. He doesn't get the job. Well, he's so, got a
3: little blood on his hands, right?
2: Hell yeah, so uh, I love it. Now, should I, is this where I say congrats Dusty Baker and then tweet a photo of me and Dusty? Isn't that the way you do the internet? Will you congratulate somebody else and use it as an opportunity to tweet a photo of the two of you together? Can we touch on that for a quick second? Yes.
3: Kobe's death is, every single person I've talked to, every single person you've talked to, every single people that are talking to each other is as crazy of a death as we've all seen in a long, long time probably the it's one of the top like two or three la deaths ever not murders i'm talking just unexpected random death
2: yeah i I had somebody put it this way to me today they they were like i think it's for millennials like the biggest kind of cultural death they've experienced and i said i think that's probably fair well put a guy dies
3: i think there's two ways to look at it you go kobe took a lot of freaking pictures with people right (laughs) took a lot of pictures Cause it felt and it, cause who did I see say this? Draymond. I Draymond put it well. He's like, it's pretty nuts. Every and he didn't. He wasn't trying to diminish anyone. Just everywhere you looked, everyone had a picture of Kobe. He was trying to give him like a compliment. Like this guy was mm-hmm. nice enough to take a picture with everybody. And then I started thinking, because Draymond was kind of rattled. He clearly they were friends. They actually would have been perfect. Don't you think they would have been perfect for each other? Kobe would have liked Draymond a lot. I mean, yeah. as, a, yep. as a as a teammate. Yeah. If you or me die tomorrow, do I tweet out or you tweet out a picture of me and you the next day? Because isn't the moment I do that not taken away from your death, but also inflicting myself in your death and your family's sorrow? Even though it's also my sorrow. If I, it's different. Like if Shaq, if Shaq tweets out a picture of Kobe, like yeah, that's this, those two guys. That, that to me, is different. Or Rick Fox or his teammates. Like, Swaggy Rick Fox.
2: Oh, my God. The Rick Fox part of this. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that part's crazy. But anyone that played with Kobe, I'm not counting them. Or played in the NBA. Like, if Draymond or Steph, I'm just talking, let's just go media members. Because there were a lot of media members that had pictures with Kobe. And I don't blame them. Like, take a picture with Kobe. Okay, I get it. But I've found myself today thinking a couple times, like, do I get a picture with Colin Coward? Like, no, I'm not going to ask Colin for a fucking picture. I'm just talking to him like a normal human being. If me and you were together and we we're just having a normal conversation, we we're going to take a picture together. We always have to take pictures with everyone. And then you think, like, well, can I show other people just so I can brag on the internet, like there's a picture. And then I want, like, should I go ask Drew Rosenhaus for a picture? Why? To say I took a picture of Drew Rosenhaus? Or do I just let Drew Rosenhaus be and take a sneaky picture from
2: himself? Uh, you know, it was, a, you took a photo of Jerome Bettis and Rod Woodson, but you were not in the photo. No, because I was talking to them both.
3: They were giving these cool stories. And I'm like, hey, guys, can you just take a photo? I wasn't going to be in the photo. I just wanted them to take the photo. Did you see how happy they were? Like, it was just yeah. gen- it was legit joy. Like, they were family members. Why would I go in that fucking photo? Those guys, both in the Hall of Fame, arguably a top three DB ever. I don't want Jerome to know this, but I've, I didn't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But I did like Jerome Bettis. And he's a really nice guy. Let them take the photo. I felt like my mom, I wasn't going to be in the photo. So, yeah, I mean, so, some of these people so, posting these photos about Kobe, I go back yeah, and forth. I mean, it's such it's a powerful tough. Like I,
2: I've seen people say, like, you know, don't don't shame people for grieving in their way. It's like, well, I'm not into grief shaming. But I do think Ooh. some... I, I would say that, like, I do think it's a positive reflection of Kobe that so many people have photos with a guy that clearly got asked for a lot of photos. And he took a lot of them. That was so, Draymond's point. I think that's a totally fair point And I'm not... I I I think uh I do kind of view it as a case by case. Like there are the ones I look at and I go, "Okay, that seems kind of self-serving." And I'm not even talking about photos. I just mean injecting your just the whole thing. And there are others that are um that I that that feel authentic. And and it, it's hard because you can't tell somebody, "Oh, you didn't know him. He didn't mean anything to you." Well, maybe he did mean something to somebody who didn't know him. You don't have to that's the that's the point, I think, right? Is that he was big enough to inspire people who didn't know him, so I, I don't think there's really much value. As much as I, I'm not saying my, we don't my, have this my, conversation because I enjoy yeah. it, but <laughs> but I my, do think that it is consistent with the way the internet works. Yes, about me and inject but, into the story. Yes, but it doesn't invalidate the no. legitimate celebrations of a person's life or the pain that people feel. Um. The one but I, there are I, a couple tweets that I won't even say because it's not fair that I was like, okay, that's... I would agree. And there were
3: several I, NBA players. Uh, you you get carte blanche tweet pictures if he helped you. Like Kyrie had to leave. I'm not the biggest Kyrie guy, but I know they were buddies. Like that. Jason Tatum said he was really rattled. Remember, he went to like Kobe school last year, just the two of them, like working on footwork. Like y- you know him. Like that's... And he helps you out. Imagine if, like, when you were twenty, Marv Albert had you, or whatever, right? Joe Buck, like, even though like you knew Joe Buck, yeah, he fucking taught me a couple tricks of the trade, just me and him. You'd be like, I'm fucked up. He died. I hope not. I don't want him to die. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I do think though, a lot of NBA players were throwing around hashtag Mamba mentality pretty liberally for a league that ain't really a lot of Mamba mentality right I now. did
2: notice that as well, yes. So I, that
3: that would be my beef. Like, hey, guys, if you're going to throw around this Mamba mentality, which he legit lived by, you better be like Clay Thompson playing both ways. Like, I don't want to hear Mamba mentality, dude ain't playing no defense, you know, or load managing twice a week. Like, that's that ain't Mamba mentality.
2: Did, did you see Steve Nash on the TNT thing on Thursday or Tuesday? Yeah. With he Candace. was great. Cause he was like, you know, Kobe came up to me. He's like, you know, how do you learn to trust your teammates? And Steve's a smart guy. He's like, you know what I loved about Kobe is I don't even know if he was he saying to me that I had a better team than him around me and that's why I beat him? Like, Kobe was just an ultimate mind game guy. He's like, I think that's what he might have been saying to me, but I don't know. And that's what I loved about Kobe. Is like he just played all these mind games. So when Kobe asked me, how do you trust your teammates he wasn't really asking me he 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 might have been really asking me but he might have also just been telling me like you got lucky you had a good team it was just fascinating that was good i
3: th- i thought steve nash when it first started talking almost felt uncomfortable like this shouldn't like he didn't want to inject himself into it but understands his place in basketball history and they played like he's smart enough to realize people do want to hear from him on it like he was kind of in a tough spot it just, it's gotten just, it, there's been some weird spots with it, right? I've just not felt uncomfortable with just different people. Okay, just give me Shaq and Jerry West. Like, those guys drafted him, and that was his most famous teammate. Just let those guys talk. It's hard for other people to talk in just certain situations. I mean, I, I get it. The the NBA, it's, it's a smaller fraternity, and all these guys know each other. That is the one thing. Like, NFL players, not everyone knows each other, right? If you play your whole career for the Jaguars and I played four years for the Niners, we might never have met. But if we both play in the NBA for six years, we're probably going to know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a decent chance, like, don't just know each other. Oh yeah, we used to we used to play we used to hoop in L.A. in the offseason. and like, you know, w- when so and so got traded here, he was boys with the guys. So I went to a couple dinners with him. It's just it's so closely connected. And he played in the league for twenty years, so his. I, that's where it's like, I, I, I'm easy on the NBA guys. with the, I was unfazed by it. But the Mamba mentality by the younger players was like, bullshit, guys. Like, it's, it, it, you guys, he, check out how t- all defensive teams he
2: made. You yeah. guys don't even try. It's, it's aspirational.
3: But to me, there's a difference between aspirational and another thing. Like, if you're not good at defense, but you try, it's like, okay, I, Kobe would respect you. If you just don't play D, like, he mm-hmm. would think you're a clown. He thought those guys were clowns. America thinks you're clowns. We don't watch because, like, are you guys even trying? If you load manage once every other week, Kobe's respecting you. A guy that played through a million injuries, no chance. Mom mentality. What are you, are you playing tomorrow? No, it's my. It's I don't do back to backs. Well, that's that's like that's like a gardener snake mentality.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair. Okay, time to eat. time to eat. On that note. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Super Bowl 54 is here.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
1: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.